Schwab Trading is now powered by Ameritrade to give you a new, elevated trading experience tailor-made for trader minds. Go deeper with Thinkorswim, the powerful, award-winning trading platforms now at Schwab. Unlock support from the Trade Desk, our team of passionate traders who live and breathe trading like you do. And sharpen your skills with an expanding library of online education crafted just for traders. All designed to help you trade brilliantly. Learn more at schwab.com slash trading. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, all higher today. S&P 500 index advancing 10 points to 2109, a gain of 5 tenths of 1%. NASDAQ up 26 points, up 5 tenths of 1%. The Dow up 113 points, a gain of 6 tenths of 1%. S&P 500 index at a seven-month high. As Fed Chair Janet Yellen signals, the economy is still strengthening enough to withstand gradual increases. Increases in borrowing costs, despite recent signs of slower job growth. Gold up 490 the ounce to 1247, a gain of four tenths of one percent. Crude up 1.1 percent, 49.76 per barrel of West Texas Intermediate, a gain there of 2.4 percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Prim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Africa. Africa, many say, is definitely turned the corner. And one big piece of that puzzle is technology from tiny startups to major corporations like General Electric investing in that continent, helping it to move ahead. Someone else who's helping it to move ahead is joining us now, a regular on the show, Dave Garrity, principal at GVA Research, columnist at Investopedia, and also uh, advising the World Bank Group uh on integrating information and communication technologies in development projects in Africa. Dave, welcome to the show. Kathleen, thank you very much. Well, it's really terrific for our listeners to hear this part of your story and your work because this is so important, so powerful. Tell us what you're doing with the World Bank. Uh, in, in terms of, you know, I've been consulting with the World Bank since about 2010, looking mostly around how do we use uh, technology to get financial inclusion for people in Africa. And financial inclusion basically means how do we give people access to the use of either bank accounts or access to other formal financial services. This could be micro insurance. This could be micro loans. Uh, but primarily being able to leverage the technology platform that cell phones represent to be able to get access to those services. And this has been instrumental in a number of areas, whether it's doing, you know, utility bill presentation and settlement, paying school fees, wide range of applications. Could you give us one specific example that you've worked on, you've been part of, uh, to give us a sense of, of, of how it got, you know, what it, what it is and then the impact it's having? Sure. Yeah. Uh, case in point, uh, just I was 
less than a month ago, I was in northern Nigeria working on a project to modernize irrigation districts. Um, this is a $500 million project that the World Bank is doing with the Nigerian government. Obviously, the first thing that has to happen there is that the farmers have to be able to pay their irrigation fees. If they don't pay for the water fees, the irrigation project will fail. Um, typically, though, you're finding that these farmers, you know, they're operating in rural locations. Uh, there are about 150,000 farmers across five irrigation districts, and we're going to be implementing uh, mobile money payment programs starting in the second half of 2016 to help assist all this. Now, to the extent that we can help farmers pay their water fees, obviously their productivity can improve. They spend less time basically trying to travel their costs. We're also at the same time trying to leverage their cell phones to provide other information to improve their productivity, whether it's crop prices, whether it's further information in terms of what techniques might be used to improve their own productivity. But this is a $500 million project. <clears throat> it's in its it's in its third year right now, uh, but it's really going to start to take its benefit uh, over the balance of 2016 uh, going to into 17 and 18. And just another way to show how profound the impact can be of information and communication technologies, particularly in poor areas like Africa that are, are, are really trying to take off and in many ways succeeding. A paper you co-authored with uh, Paula F. Lytel, a senior social development specialist at the World Bank. It's about using ICT, uh, information communication technologies, to support ending the tuberculosis epidemic in southern Africa. Dave, tell us. I don't think most people realize that, that tuberculosis right now is, is killing almost as many people as HIV AIDS around the world. It's actually, according to the World Health Organization, is killing more uh, people than HIV-AIDS. And in the case of looking at Southern Africa, you've got uh, infection rates for tuberculosis that are about three times the global average. And from that standpoint, we're in a situation where, um, you know, being able to control tuberculosis is going to be very important in terms of addressing a major public health issue. And this is a project that the bank's working on, and it's going to be going forward over the next five years. It just recently got approval, and we're going to be focusing on countries such as Zambia, Mozambique, Malawi, and Lesotho that have a population of about 65 million people. So this is going to be having significant impact. The important thing with tuberculosis is that it takes about six months for people to actually get a cure. And the issue that we're going to be using mobile money with here is to ensure that people are being incentivized to stay and continue to complete their treatment programs so we don't have more disease-resistant forms of tuberculosis arise. So the ICT aspect, the information technology, communication technology aspect, is the mobile money. Are there other ways in which you're using ICT to fight tuberculosis? Certainly in the event of being able to use, um, you know, mobile forms of computing, whether it's tablet computers, in terms of putting these in the hands of healthcare workers, whether they're working in clinics or whether they're actually going out to communities to deal with patients uh, on a more localized level. Um, certainly the ability of these tablets and mobile forms of computing to ensure that you can try to find ways to train people while they're in the field and then not only in terms of training people in the field but also once the information and data is gathered, then being able to bring that back on a centralized basis fairly quickly and more importantly to the extent that this information is being being gathered and is fairly transparent, being able to react on a faster basis mm -hmm. in terms of trends that are developing. And what about, where is technology going? This is certainly, this is humanitarian. This is work to help people. Is there eventually an investment angle here as well? 
I mean, certainly there is an investment angle. If you wanted to look at mobile money services uh, in Africa, they're primarily operated by mobile network operators, cell phone companies. Uh, the company that actually had pioneered the development of M-Pesa in um, Kenya, a company called Safaricom, is actually a subsidiary of Vodafone. Uh, but if one was looking for a pure local play around mobile money, as well as also mobile network operations, there's a company headquartered in South Africa, MTN Group. Uh, they're over-the-counter ADR here in the United States is MTNOY. The market cap's about $15.5 billion. It traded, uh, was up 1.73% today, closing at $8.52. Has an average volume of about 116,000 shares. So it's, it's a liquid name, $15.5 billion. Just real quick, five deal. seconds. Do you own any of these, Dave? I don't own MTN, no. Okay, but hey, well, it certainly gave us an interesting idea when it comes to investing in Africa. Dave Garrity, principal at GBA Research and a consultant to the World Bank on some very important work being done in Africa. This is Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up, Bloomberg Law, brought to you by Deutsch Atkins PC. If you feel you've been unlawfully terminated, you owe it to yourself to call the law firm of Deutsch Atkins now for a free phone consultation. Call 800-498-0991. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.